If you have your Bibles, Cassie's going to pull it right up there for you. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 16. This is exciting because we know what's coming. Look what he says. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. I'm looking forward to the rest. Okay? Not the rest of the story, but the rest. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him to whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, as we are, yet without sin. Let us now unto the throne of need. Father, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts through your holy word tonight. And God, will love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing grace. I ran across this story I wanted to share with you all, and probably I'm sure Mark knows the story about uh, John Newton, and uh, probably others know the story about John Newton. But uh, John was, was born in London in 1725. His daddy was in charge of a ship in which he worked on and got a lot of experience. And then he went to work on a ship. And one day, while the ship was docked, he decided he had had enough. And so he deserted and left. But he was brought back. He was stripped. He was beaten and put in iron. I understand that he says later that he was traded and put on a ship bound for Africa. And he was treated very cruelly. Somehow or another, he was able to get a letter to his daddy. I want to come home. And his daddy consented. On his way home, they ran up on a horrible storm. And one of his best friends was swept overboard and drowned, lost at sea. After the storm passed, the story says that John began to consider his life. Where is my life going? What if I had been swept overboard? And God began to speak to him. And he acknowledged that God was speaking to him. He confessed his sins invited the Lord Jesus into his heart and was saved and wrote Amazing Grace. He died at the, year, in, uh, at the age of 82. So I ought to figure that up right quick. Uh, John Newton has been in heaven over 200 years. And hey, we are still singing his song that I believe that was inspired of the Lord through him to write 
amazing grace. And for those of us who have been saved, it's a sweet sound. Let's just think about amazing grace. That 16th verse says, Let us therefore come boldly, boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy from the Lord and, and find grace to help in a time of need. Now, we think about amazing grace. First of all, we understand amazing grace redeems from sin, okay? We have been, if, if we're saved, we have been redeemed. We have been claimed, all right? The um, Bible says, in whom we have redemption according to the riches of his grace. And the first verse of that song says, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Why? Because it saved a wretch like me. I understand and I know once I was lost and I was blind, but now I can see. I can see clearly. Now the Bible says we see through a glass darkly, but one day, face to face, we will see him as he is. And we, and this is an amazing miracle, and we shall be like him. He is the light of the world now, and when we get to heaven, there will be no need of the sun. Uh, they say that don't do nothing, nobody else but me. All I know is I am charged. <laughs> I am. Well, what it is, it is. We will not have a need of the sunshine when we get to heaven because Jesus is not only the light of the world here, but he is the light that is in heaven that will be existing forever and ever. You know, kings and presidents, listen, they cannot pardon us of our transgressions. They cannot forgive us. All the gold and the silver in the world can't buy our salvation. But it is paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ, and that in itself is amazing grace. Well, when I think about that, Jesus Christ, through the grace of God, can reach down to where any person is in their life and be raised up to become a child of God. We're all God's creation, lost or saved, but only a few, the Bible says few, are God's children. And you become a child of God by experiencing excuse me, that amazing grace. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For by grace and nothing else, that we're saved through faith. Nothing I've done, not of ourselves, but it is a gift of God. So, amazing grace. When we sing it, it redeems from our sin. Secondly, amazing grace relieves our fears. Um, in Psalm, the Bible says, At what time I am afraid, I will trust in him. When I am afraid. So it relieves our fears. The song says, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear. And grace, my fears, have been relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour that I first believed. And every time I think about that, you've heard it many times, but some may not have heard it. I can take you to that spot on Highway 88, Mount Pisgah Baptist Church, the side door on a little set of concrete steps that some vacation Bible school teacher pulled me out of class or pulled me from somewhere. I could have been misbehaving. I don't know. 
set me down on those steps and told me about the love of God. Not that I didn't know it, but I had never been saved up to that point. Now, who told her I hadn't? I don't know. I don't even remember who the lady was, but I know she's in heaven today, okay? But she had a love for Jesus to share the word and shared it with me. Now, today's world, we think about today's world, hey, it's, it's full of fear. Some people uh, are afraid to die. Others are afraid where death's going to take place. Others are afraid that poverty's going to set in. Uh, I think about those people who were in the path of the fires that uh, have swept across a lot of our nation. And the lady simply says, I had a house, I had cars, I had everything I needed. But I stand here tonight having experienced a fire and I am homeless. Can you imagine? You know, you think about a lot of homeless people and thinking sometime, or I do, you know, would they work? If you offered them a job, would they work? But here this lady was, lost everything. Job lost everything. But God restored it. Now, where this lady is now, I don't know. Um, But God's amazing grace relieves your fears and my fears and anybody else's fears that that trust in him. When we think about amazing grace, uh, it redeems from sin, relieves our fears. But a third thing that amazing grace does, it reassures through dangers. All right, listen. Um, In Psalm 9111, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. Who said that? Got any idea who said that? The devil said that. Who did he say it to? Jesus. Jump off of here. Hey, jump off of here. Shall not the angels charge, have charge over you? Not let you get hurt? It was a temptation. It was a time that the Lord could have proved himself, but he didn't choose to. He says over and over, my time has not come. It's not time for that. But reassures through dangers. The song says, through many dangers, toils and snares. The dangers of life that you and I face. Uh, the toils of labor uh, that we go through. The snares, that's traps that Satan sets for us. It's amazing the traps that he sets in land and my house to disrupt us. Traps. You know, he sees it coming, and so he fixes it so we'll fall into the trap. We have to be cautious, and we must be careful. It says, through many dangers, trials, and snares, I have already come. In other words, I have already accepted Christ. We're going to have troubles, trials, tribulation. No matter what happens, it's going to be, it's going to come. And so the best thing to do is get ready. You and I are either in a storm, or we're coming out of one, or we headed into one. And so we think about reassures uh, during danger. See, uh, you know, God's amazing grace is sufficient for those who put their trust in him. I think about friends. I think about loved ones. They might turn their back on us. But Jesus never fails. He never fails. 
Uh, another thing about amazing grace, it rewards uh, eternally. Um, you know, having been in and had four funerals in the last two weeks, and think about those people. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know. Some of them I knew were saved. I know where they are, are tonight, and uh, it's not a question. And they're receiving their eternal rewards. Um, but the song says, when we've been there 10,000 years. Can you imagine? 10,000 years. In this life, you know, we, we live to be, some people I, I have known that have lived to be 106 or 109. I forget which uh, Bill and Lynn maybe can tell, Miss, Miss Eunice Black. Was she 106 or 109? 109, Bill, you remember? She was. You know, in those days, that I, I would go see her and she'd be 100 years old go into her little house and sit in a little chair in her little kitchen. And she, one of the things she'd always say, I don't know why God's leaving me here. I'd say, Miss Eunice, you have seen a lot of changes. She said, I sure have. Uh, from buggy to going to the moon. I mean, can you imagine? Well, when we think about that, already in heaven... When we have been there 10,000 years, the song says, bright shining as the sun. Remember what it said? We're going to be just like him. No need of the sun because he is the light of not only the world, but the light that's in heaven. And we are going to be part of that light. And it says we, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Now, when we first begun and happy and excited about being a Christian and about being a part of God's family, and we had a song in our heart, but it seems like the older we get, uh, that the less that song comes about. You know, we just sort of get set in our ways, and, um, you know, it's a hum-hum thing. We come and we do and we go home. But the Word of God is powerful. It's always fresh. There's always opportunity. To share Jesus with somebody. There's always opportunity to invite somebody um, to church. Today at Eusus was crowded. But back away over in the corner, which I'm used to being put in corners. It was an empty table. I told Lynn, I said, let's sit over there. Well, we sat down over there. And regularly there was a couple come and sat down beside us. We had never seen before. We did not know. And, of course, we spoke and struck up, struck up a conversation with them. They were from Carnesville. And... Uh, we talked about this and that and the other, and then we began to talk about the Lord. And uh, they knew some people that we knew. And uh, they said, now, where is it you pastor? I said, right out here on 24. Land said, right across the graveyard there. Oh, yes, we know that. We invited them next Sunday uh, to our choir and, uh, at 1030. And... Uh, Praise the Lord, Yusef came out about that time, as he does when he can, speaking to everybody and thanking them for coming. And when they got there, Lynn stood up and she said, Yusuf, these people are from Carnival, and this is their first time here. Well, he was just overjoyed. You know, he just, it excited him. It ought to be that way. Church, go out of your way to make people feel comfortable. That was their first time to Yusuf's, okay? The lady looked at my plate. She said, I like what you got. I think that's what I'll get. So, hey. You know, people say, 
should say, I like what you got. I want what you have. And so they come. They come seeking. They come searching. They come wanting. And we need to make them feel welcome. We need to make them feel apart. Um, you know, hopefully that couple, uh, the name just left me, their last name. <laughs> it was a long name. Um, but they were kin to the, huh? Porterfields? Porterfields. And they had kinfolk in fair play. And their kinfolk in fair play, we knew them. And, but they hadn't seen them in a long time. They're Hendrixes. And so Lynn told them about Larry passing. They didn't know that. Um, they said, we hadn't seen the family in a long time. We told them about, about Brother Neil that preaches up 76 here. And Lynn said, some, some, he may be in here. Well, they finished eating. They were going on somewhere. They hadn't been gone five minutes. Here walks Neil in. So we missed them on that. But hopefully they will come. They've been invited. They have been encouraged. And, you know, we, we tried to make them feel uh, at home at Yusuf's. No, it wasn't our place. But we gather there and we encourage others together. Hey, this, this is an open place here. We need to encourage and invite um, people to come. So rewards eternally. And... Um, it's God's amazing grace, y'all, that'll last forever. Okay? There's nothing in this world that's going to last forever. Nothing. Everything ever been born going to die. Everything. These beautiful poinsettias, if you don't water them, you don't take care of them, they're going to die. They're going to die eventually anyway. Hey, if I don't eat, train, do what all I do, hey, I'm going to die, okay? I'm going to die anyway. But we need to do the best we can to keep things going as long as we can. Um, you know, when I think about amazing grace, the Word of God is, is essential for every aspect of our spiritual life. When we think about amazing grace, it convicts us of our sin. And if we're convicted strong enough, we're going to be converted, that is, our soul will be saved. And it'll cleanse us. And it'll create in us a new life. It'll connect us with the Word of God. And it'll cause us to conform to the Word of God and not conform to the world. Um, it'll comfort us and encourage our hearts. Amazing grace is just what it says. It is amazing what the grace of God will do and can do in our life. So I challenge you this week, use amazing grace on somebody. Try it on somebody. Make them feel a part. Make them feel like, hey, I want what you got. You know, that's the thing about going through his line. You know, they got several meats and several vegetables. You can choose what you want. And so she says, I want what you got. It looked good. It, hey, it was good. She saw me eating it. And the same way when in our life, when people uh, look at our life and they might say, I don't see how you do what you do. All you got to say is amazing grace. I don't see how I do it either. It is just amazing grace is all I know to tell you. So, you know, hey, take it, use it, share it because it redeems from sin. It, it re relieves our fears. It'll take care of the dangers. And hey, one day we'll experience what eternity is all about. Father, thank you for the time you've given us together in your house this evening. Bless these that have come. Bless the homes. Lord, many will have to get up early in the morning and go to a job.
I pray that you would just bless them in their work. Give them strength to do their job. Help them to enjoy their work. And Lord, give them some time to rest. I pray that you'd bless their homes. I pray that you'd bless the children, the grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And Lord, we just thank you and praise you for the opportunity that you've given us to be in your house tonight. And we pray that you'd take us home safely, for we ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.